back, everybody, to another episode of the podcast to be named later. I am Noah Hiles. He is... Alex Stumpf. And Alex, root, root, root for our home team. Well, their home team. We are unbiased journalists. Uh, the Pirates won. RTJR, as the, as the kids say. We're not saying that, though. We're, we're covering the win. But a nice win for the Pirates and a very interesting game. Uh, by interesting, I mean if you listened to it or watched it in the first inning because that's all you really needed to see. There <laughs> were three solo home runs, one by Anthony Rizzo in the top of the first, back-to-back jacks by the Pirates to start off the bottom of the first, Adam Frazier and the kid Brian Hayes, and then a great effort from both pitching staffs. Uh, we're going to talk about the Pirates pitching staff real quick because it's a Pirates podcast. It would make no sense for us to talk about the Cubs. Trevor Williams, a really good final start to wrap up his year, and the bullpen gets the job done. Pirates win. And the first overall pick still isn't secured. Alex, quick thoughts on this game before we get into our topic. See, I, I wasn't really that impressed with Trevor's stuff. No? No. I, I, I mean, it's tough for someone to say, like, oh, man, I wasn't impressed with, you know, five and two-thirds, one third run. But I, I still don't think it was Trevor's best stuff. Like, I think he left a lot of fastballs over the heart of the zone that they didn't take advantage of. Uh, the breaking stuff did look a little sharper. Off speed, not so much. It, it, it just, I don't know. I, I still don't see a whole lot of things with Trevor. He, he said he felt really good with how the ball was coming out of his hand, you know, the new mechanics. So that, that's what's important in the grand scheme of things here. Like if it actually does feel good and it's, you know, they're making the steps that they're trying to make, then yeah, it, it's all right if you hang a couple that you get away with. Eh, just a kind of sour ending to someone who a month ago I thought was I said was the best pitcher on the staff that was not a good month of baseball from him it was not it was not and uh, that, I think that that month secured him another season with the Pittsburgh Pirates if we're being honest with each other but yeah I'm kind of the opposite way in oh. that regard like you think they're getting rid of him for sure now uh, not for sure not for sure no but I, I think he he has pitched himself into like a, a non-tender possibility not saying the parts will do it, but I think it'll be, you know, at least considered. So, Alex, in addition to talking about this amazing Pirates victory, because we had to talk about it. We don't get many of them, you know, and we got one the day before, but we didn't talk about it then either. So people are, they need to know if this team wins ball games. So we did that. We filled our obligation. Uh, we fulfilled our obligation, I should still say. Or I should say. Ugh, tongue-tied. Anyway. The star, one of the stars of this game, as has been the case in his 90, or 20 games now in the major leagues, has been Cabrian Hayes. The guy's been electric, to say the least. He's been doing it all, and he hit the game-winning home run. It was in the bottom of the first inning, but that, he drove in the game-winning run, the go-ahead run. So Yeah, it still counts. Cabrian Hayes, first game-winning hit, I believe. So good for him. Uh, and just building on a very impressive rookie campaign. Let's just assume he finishes, he plays every single game to round out the year. So he plays in four more games. Uh, he'll have, he'll have played 24 games, which is a little bit less than half the season, which, you know, isn't a, isn't a huge sample size, but when everyone else is playing 40 or 50 games, it's not that much of a difference. So could a case be made for Kevrian Hayes to get rookie of the year votes? You look at his numbers, a 1.1 war and 65 at-bats, and this is before today. So the war probably went up. He had two hits today, so 23 hits. He has four home runs now. 
and I don't know what his updated averages were, but coming into um, Thursday, he was hitting 323, 397, and 585 with an OPS of eight or 982. Those numbers, I could update you real fast on that. It's 333 and 1.026. Oh, so a 1,000 OPS in his first 20 games, a plus 1,000 OPS. So a very impressive showing for him. Um, in you accompany that with a rookie of the year class in the national. Now, if this was the American league, it'd be a completely different story, but the national league, no names really jump off the page as far as rookie of the year voting goes. So do you think it's a realistic thing that Cabrian Hayes could get votes or maybe even be considered as someone who has a shot to win it? I I think win it is going to be a bit too much, but I think votes is in the realm of possibility. And if anyone's ever, if anyone was curious, Greg Jeffries, he's the only person who's ever really, you know, gotten like significant rookie of the year votes in, in two separate years. He finished sixth one year, then third the next. So I, I think Cabrian could do that. I think there's a very legitimate chance. Like I'm putting a lot of eggs in the next year's basket also, but I think there's a very le- legitimate chance. Cabrian Hayes is the first player in baseball history to finish in the top five for rookie of the year in consecutive years. That would be I, I think, impressive. I think it's a very real chance because, I mean, the only player-wise in the National League that has more war than him is Cronenworth on the Padres, who I I, I threw this comp out to Noah before he got started, uh, really reminds me of Khalil Green from, uh, I believe, like 2004. That's like, oh, he's just a guy who's been around all year. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, second in position play. There's still six, though. There's still Gonsolin. There's some good pitchers in the mix, but I, I, you'd be hard pressed to find another rookie hitter besides Cronworth, who's in the same stratosphere as Hayes. And Hayes is the better hitter. He just hasn't had as many reps. Yeah, I mean, uh, looking through the Vegas odds right now, um, Cronenworth is the top is the top favorite. Uh, Sixto Sanchez for the Marlins. Uh, is number two. Cronworth is minus 110. Uh, Sixto Sanchez is plus 150. So those are the two runaway favorites. And then Alec Bohm for the Phillies is number three at plus 400. Um, looking at their numbers, yeah, like you talked about with Cronenworth's done, Bohm uh, has just as good as numbers. I mean, four home runs hitting, slashing 333, 404, 489 with a 0.6 war of 47 hits coming into Wednesday. And four, four, 141 at bats. Um, I don't know. I mean, just looking around, I think at the very least, what Cabrian Hayes is going to do is steal votes from Bowman Cronenworth. And I think that's going to result in Sixto Sanchez winning it. And if you look him up, his uh, team profile picture, he looks stoned as all get out, which. <laughs> It's just that's, something. That's my staff face right there. That's, I mean, hey, he fits in, you know, Miami, baby, party city. Um, but no, yeah, I, I think that at the very least, Cabrian should finish top five. I think if you just look, I mean, the guy has not really had a bad game since coming to the big leagues. No, like he's found a way to contribute every way. Like even yesterday, like, Okay, he hit the homer. He had the base hit later, which should have put runners on first and third with one out. But, you know, Adam Frazier could have made another out on the base paths. But in the field, he made a play that on a slow ground ball in the 5.5 hole, 
that Eric Gonzalez probably would have gotten to, but I don't know if he would have had enough, you know, been able to get enough on the throw. But Cabrian had the range. He was able to get there, made the throw the first. It, it, it was a play. Whenever you hear a guy has a really good glove, a really good glove, you automatically assume you're just going to see Sports Center every night. No, you see that. You see that. You see the guy who could take one, who has one extra step in his range. The guy who's able to make the turn. The guy who's able to do little stuff like that. That's what Cabrian does really, really well. And I think even if you can't always see it, he is the type of guy that just does make the team better whenever he's on the field. I completely agree. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're, uh, we're going to talk a little bit, I mean, something involving the Pirates, someone involving the Pirates. We hinted at it uh, at the end of yesterday's show. We're going to talk about our, our good friend, Jason Rollison, when we return. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back, everyone. Second segment of the show. And uh, like we talked about at the end of last night's show, um, or yesterday's show, depending on when everyone will listen to it, uh, yesterday was the one-year anniversary of the passing of our friend, of our co-worker, of our mentor, uh, Jason Rollison. He, he, he had an epic battle against cancer. I mean, he fought hard, um, but... It, it took a turn for the worse and he passed away and uh, it's been one year. And Jason is a guy that, I mean, there's, you, you would have to search very hard to find somebody, somebody that has a bad thing to say about Jason Rollison. Uh, but he played a very, very instrumental role in both Alex's and my careers. And I think that we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about him uh, in this second part of the show and just kind of remember him and how important he was and kind of share how he literally paved the way for us both to be working here. You yeah. can go first. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm just going to tell, you know, my, my story with Jason in general. Um, back in 2017, I, I was looking for uh, places to do some more pirates writing. And at the time he had a uh, pirates breakdown. And, you know, I, I had heard about Jason, I, I reached out, and we immediately uh, hit it off. Like, we, we both thought, looked at the game similarly, we both uh, just got along in general. It was, it was a very good partnership in that uh, the next year, though, is whenever that relationship started to change, because uh, he was approached to do Locked On Pirates, and he wanted you know, me to do it with him. Uh, Locked on Pirates, a footnote in the history of, of Pittsburgh Pirates baseball content. Um, but that was with FanRag for a bit. That was, you know, it was a big break. FanRag, another, you know, footnote in the history of baseball content nowadays, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, and, and we, we bounced around together at a couple places at Buck's Dugout. Um, and here's the thing about bouncing out, bouncing around. 
it gets taxing after a while, especially whenever I, I've been freelancing for a couple years and I, I, I wasn't making enough, you know, to just do it for freelancing. And it takes so much time and it's so hard to like, I, I did a lot of work. You know, I, one of my best friends, parents uh, own a pizza shop and they were unbelievably accommodating with time, you know, for me to come in, you know, do some work, you know, to actually make some money for, for years, basically. Um, and at one point, like halfway through 2019, like June or so, I kind of thought to myself, like, what are you doing here, man? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're freelancing, you're getting places all over. I mean, you you have work all over, but it's not enough money. You're still working pizzas. You know, I mean, you're rapidly approaching that point where like your mid twenties starts becoming your late twenties. It's like, is this really what you want to do? And I kind of made the decision then that I was going to walk away from sports journalism because it was just too much of a rat race to, it, it, it just sucked. It just sucked. I was frustrated. I was burned out. And I, I remember Jason was one of the first people I told and he was, I mean, first of all, he was, he was probably the only time Jason ever really got mad at me whenever I told him that because we, we'd worked, you know, so close to each other for, you know, the last couple of years. He's like, dude, you're so close. I know you're so close. I know it doesn't look like it, but you're, you're doing good work. And it's just like, I, I didn't see it. He saw it whenever I didn't see it. And then whenever the opportunity opened up DK in August, I didn't apply until the next day. Like I had a day between whatever I heard about it and whatever I applied because I was, it was one of those, I, I was going through the rest of the season because I wanted to, you know, because <laughs> more or less it was just fun. Even though it was a really crappy team, it was just fun to be able to go to the ballpark and write something and stuff like that. So this, it was just like a couple months, you know, for me to figure out, okay, what am I going to do with my life? I had no idea. I had no idea. So I, I was just going there more or less to kill time, have fun, you know, it still do work, but you know, it was, it was more self, it was more work for me than it was for, Hey, let's get the career going and stuff like that. It was like, no, let's, let's just try to end on a good note here. And Jason was the first person who heard it. And he, he, at this point, he's in the hospital. He's in the hospital right now. And he's messaging me like, dude, 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 you, you gotta go for this. And he actually had to convince me, you know, to, to give the career another shot, which I, I say it out loud now. And it, it sounds ridiculous because I, I love my job. Like this is, I, I'm, I'm very blunt whenever I say I want to cover this team and I want to cover it for this outlet. Like I, I, I love working here, you know, communicate with the lunatics and having fun there. Like this is the job I want, but it, after years, it does grind on you whenever you don't feel like you're making the progress that you want to. And basically, not basically, everything I've written on this site and will write for this site is because I had a friend like Jason who not only went to bat, you know, really convinced DK, like banged on the tables and how you, how the hell do you tell a guy who's, you know, in the hospital, like, no, we're not going to, we're not going to talk to the guy who you think would be a good candidate to just, just get better. Like, no, it's okay. Well, well, we'll talk to him. But the fact that he pitched so heavily for me and 
uh, <laughs> lit the fire under my ass again. Like I, I, I owe this basically the whole career is because of Jason at this point. And, and then and that's no hyperbole. That's, that's just the fact. And to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying, I was introduced to him at the end of 2017. Uh, I was just out of college. It was like the fall of 2017. I remember the game. It was after McCutcheon's last game at home uh, when he had that, what he hit? Like, uh, did he hit the cycle? No, he didn't hit the cycle, but he had like, he had the, the grand slam. Grand slam. That was it. Um, I was like trying to get involved in the Pittsburgh blog scene. I was working at the Beaver County Times and KDK Radio, and I'm like, I need to, you know, as as great as it is to cover Whitfield tennis, I need to write about something that I actually really, really am invested in. So I was finding different different places to write, or you know, write about the Steelers and the in the you know college football, college basketball stuff like that. And I was looking at all the different Pirates blogs, and I came across a Pirates Breakdown, and Jason Rollison was the person who was running it. I sent him a DM uh, saying, you know, I want, I was interested. He said, cool. Uh, write a story about Gregory Polanco and what you thought about his year this year in 2017. Um, and then send it to me. And I sent it to him and I did not hear back from him throughout the entire off season. I'm like, well, I, I, I love Jason. He was very notorious for that. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, I guess I sucked. So, <laughs> but then out of nowhere, he DMs me and says, uh, it was probably like in February, maybe March, like right around the start of the season. Says, I didn't forget about you. This was good. And I was like, really? And so he offered me an opportunity to write on the site. He said it, I, we'd get paid or whatever, but it, it wasn't about money or anything. I just wanted to write about the pirates. And it was, that was my first opportunity where, I, by that time, I was also working for the fan, and I got to do my feature stories on the fan, but this is where I could write an opinion. And I thought, I, I came in there, and I offered something different, where a lot of people there were writing heavy analytical pieces, Alex included, uh, where I would kind of write columns. I'd write opinion pieces, and I, I, I was the meat and potatoes guy. And Alex talked about how he saw the game similarly to uh, Jason. I did not. When I first started there, I was not a big believer. And I believed in analytics, but I didn't understand them. I didn't know what BABIP was. I didn't know what WRC Plus is. Or I didn't know what any of that stuff was. So I was just writing, you know, about, like, guys' batting averages and stuff. And I, I, I really hadn't exposed my mind or taken time to understand that part of the game. But through my relationship with Jason, I started to understand it. And also through my relationship with Jason, I met Alex Stump. Uh, on top of meeting Alex in the press box, and I pitched an idea of doing a podcast with Alex simply because he was the only person there who looked relatively co close to my age. Um, <clears throat> but the moment I knew it was going to click between Alex and I, not only as podcast hosts, but as friends, was on Jason's show called Cannonballs, or Cannonball, or whatever the hell it was called. And it was a debate show. And the first episode of the season, 2018 season, it was between Alex and I. And I don't know if he did that on purpose to try to get us to become better friends. I never got a chance to ask about why he chose us two for the first one. Um, but Alex and I went toe to toe. Alex beat me. I still think I had the better arguments to this day, but that doesn't matter. But from that moment on, I knew I'm like, okay, I need to do a podcast with Alex. And from Cannonballs uh, came River Blast Radio, which is what Alex and I did for two seasons. We did it for all 2018 and 19. Um, Jason was involved with that. He introduced us to the 
he basically set it up for us. He showed us where to post it, how to get it on all the sites, what to say, how we could get ad reads. I mean, we actually made money from it. He, we inherited a, I mean, not an audience the size of what we have now, uh, but we inherited a pretty good listening audience from Jason's mark from Jason's audience. He put us onto a lot of people. He introduced yes, us to a lot of people. Um, I mean, I gained a lot of followers from Jason, from the exposure that he gave me. Uh, Jason allowed me to write in a book, which is just crazy. I mean, I remember telling a high school English teacher that I wrote in a book and she was like, about what? You know, like she just could not believe it. But the opportunities that he would give to young people, it was just astounding. I mean, I, I tweeted it today. I mean, Alex, you've known him. You've probably interacted with him. I've never met this man in person in my entire life. We talked on the phone a lot. We FaceTimed probably a couple times. Uh, but I mean, we talked every single day because he was always critiquing me and, and in like the most nicest way possible, always looking for other ways to get people's. And he didn't just, he didn't just open doors for people. He grabbed you by the shirt and pulled you in. And that yeah. was what was, was what made him special. And similar to what he did for you, he opened a door at DK Pittsburgh sports for you, Alex, and he pulled you in and you did that for me. You know, I mean, Dan wrote that in the article when I started here that you did a lot of lobbying to get me here. And I obviously I appreciate that. Uh, but it's just funny how our entire Pirates beat is part of the Jason Rollison coaching tree. And it goes past you and I. It, it applies to Jared Prugar mm -hmm. as well, um, who covers the Altoona Curve. Everyone who writes about baseball here, Dan, aside from Dan, who uh, – did not learn journalism from Jason because he's older than him. Uh, but, um, but yes, you, me, and, and Jared are, are all disciples, you know, graduates of the Jason Rollison School of Hard Knocks. And we're all better people for it on top of being better writers, on top of being better podcast hosts. And uh, yeah, I mean, so I, I remember recording the show on our old podcast last year, right after he passed. And it was tough. I mean, we both were we're fighting back tears. And I mean, Alex is a little girl who cries all the time, but I don't really cry that often. So it was tough. I'm just kidding. Uh, but it's, it's just cool to go online. I mean, it's sad, but at the same time, it's cool to go online and see how many different people who are working in media that this guy has helped. I mean, people who worked at KDKA TV, people who worked at, at newspapers all over the country, even local, like local ones like the Trib, ones out in Colorado. Uh, I mean, obviously people at our site, you know, and people who aren't in the business anymore, but had a podcast, wrote for a blog, did all kinds of stuff like this. People who are going to have big futures in sports, not in journalism, but in analytics and things like that. I mean, this guy yeah. connected all of us. And I mean, I'm, I'm not to get too sappy here, but I mean, Al, I consider Alex one of my best friends and I, I don't have that friend. I don't have this job without Jason Rollison. So he's a special person. I know this isn't really pirates talk, but there is, there is no show without Jason Rollison. There is no pirates page. I mean, someone else would be writing for them for DK Pittsburgh sports. They probably wouldn't be as good as Alex is doing or as Alex is. They'd probably be better than me at writing, but Hey, uh, <laughs> But in all seriousness, I mean, he was, he was an incredible human being gone way too soon and someone that simply will not be forgotten. And 
as far as Alex and I, uh, as far as Alex and I have to say anything about it, we will never forget him because quite literally he, this was, this was Alex's first big break. This is my first big break. We're both guys in our young tw- or in our twenties who in this field of journalism, it's hard. It's hard to get that first big break. And he, he laid the groundwork for that to happen for us. So rest in peace to him. Um, and I like, like what Alex said, you know, I bust my ass because I know that's, that's kind of what he did. So, and he'd, he'd be pissed if he felt that we weren't putting our effort in. So we got to do that. And it pissed in the most kind way possible. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that's what I have to say about him. <sighs> man, oh man. Any closing thoughts? Um, probably probably will be a recurring thing on September 23rd going forward because like Noah said this is this whole show is because of Jason and he made us friends even though I was quite literally sitting like 10 seats down from where I was I cannot stress that like I am a very socially awkward person (laughs) (laughs) I would have stayed 10 seats down Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I looked at him like I can't tell if this kid is nineteen or forty. Uh, he's somewhere in the middle there because <laughs> he looks like he's he looks like he's seventeen, but he acts like he's sixty. So I don't, I don't. You're know. just saying I act like sixty because <laughs> what what was the list? We had uh, a good list going on, yeah, on the old podcast. Yeah, there sure was. We'll bring that up. We're gonna have plenty to talk about here next week. So. Be sure to follow us on social media. Be sure to subscribe all to our channel. We've got some uh, exciting stuff happening here at DK Sports Radio. Um, some potentially new shows coming and uh, some new ideas in the mix as well. And uh, enjoy all of our content and, um, you know, just be happy. It's a crazy world. Value the people who value you. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>